Welcome, everyone. I am Ashley, and I'm very excited to welcome you to the Backbone Podcast along with my co-host. And at Papa, hello. Hello. I'm doing this like people can see us. Like I'm, I always am gesticulating, even though I know you can't see my wild hand movements on the podcast, but maybe we'll post the video. Um, so we're excited to welcome you today to talk about, well, I guess my own personal stress response for this week um, yes, and we share about that. Story. Yes, we do have a good story. So as I think people know, we like to share about our own personal experiences here um, and want to dive into Something that happened this week in real time, because um, I think, as we said before, we don't believe in the before and after. There's always going to be the experience of stress in our lives. It's like gravity, and we have to find ways to move with it. And I'll kind of unpack what happened to me this week. And um, we're going to then dive into like what I did, probably didn't realize I was doing at the time, and how it relates to kind of the tools that we put out there in the world to hopefully make the world of work and life a better place. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a little nerdy as well after Ashley tells her story, talk about a few uh, sort of researched um, things or, or prompts or ways of looking at it, frameworks, so we could understand potentially what happened and so that you as a listener could can be better positioned when these things happen to you and kind of understand what's happening with your nervous system and how to dance in and out of, um, you know, going into hyper arousal, going into hypo arousal. We'll explain that all. So this is such, this is, I'm very, very pumped for this episode. Um, I really feel like you got to stick around to the end. There is lots of juicy takeaways from it. Ashley, do you want to just get right into what happened to you this week? Might as well, because otherwise I'm going to chicken out. So we better just, I already feel like the, I, when I talk, feel shame about something, it kind of like is this like sizzly feeling in my chest. That's the uh -huh. feeling I'm getting of like, oh, I don't want to talk about this because I feel, yeah, I feel shame around it. Um, so full disclosure, this is about money and I don't like talking about money uh which is maybe part of the problem uh or why this sent me into such a spiral so I found out this week um from my accountant and I would say in a maybe not the most socially aware way that I owed a lot of money in taxes like more than I've ever ever owed in my life and probably more than I owe to anybody else in this world except for maybe my mortgage so I was like gagged gooped shocked appalled i don't know what the right word is but i was all of a sudden went from like a sunday morning at 8 a.m that was pretty chill we're just having coffee on the couch i got this email and um i would say started to spiral but at least like let's get you out of the house like maybe we just need to go do something we had planned on going to my least favorite place in the world Costco warehouse. Um, so like, you know what? I don't even want to go there, but that's probably, I just need to get out of the house. I just need to maybe not even think about this. I'll just go to Costco. Um, that's a good idea. The narrator can cut it down here and say it wasn't a good idea. That was not a good idea. It wasn't a good idea. So Costco is, you know, you know a bit about the island. It's like five kilometers from our house, but it takes 45 minutes to get there because Island traffic roads. and the roads here the island roads you have to go like around the island to get there um so 
just sitting in the car and just like like the meme of like the dude crying like tears streaming down my face and the thoughts I was having was like my life is like done like I can't continue like this like my life is over I I didn't even have this money and I've lost it somehow like WTF um so we get to Costco of course I'm just walking around like a zombie but that's not unlike most of the other people at Costco they get back in the car same thing like I am just like either not talking which for everyone here if I stop talking you know I we're in a big trouble because I danger danger stop Chuck <laughs> if I stop talking please do a wellness check because I am not okay I'm not talking and I kept saying to Elise, like, I'm sorry, I'm not talking. Like, I just actually can't think of anything I want to say. And then again, like, then I get a wave of like the silent cry, which again, like I'm a pretty like messy crier. So if like I'm crying, it's usually like mm, gross, snotting, like I, it's bad. So for me to silent cry and just like, that's not, I do everything loudly. <laughs> so silently is really not my normal style. Um, as Elise even said, she's like, I've never really, I don't think I've ever seen you like this like this is like it's kind of now it's a little scaring her a little bit so we got home and she said you know why don't you maybe now that we're back with costco try some of the try some of your your things the things that you do all the time that she sees me doing um, the tools thanks elise so i did so i kind of first of all thought about our check-in i was like okay like okay i've slept i've i've drank water i've eaten today okay i have i have elise here so i'm not alone um there's almost no demands um my time or my day except for Costco um and this email the cognitive debate of trying to process like oh my god what did I do wrong how did I get myself into this situation or like what am I going to do to get myself out of it what how, how can I fix this um so then I went to the last part of the check-in which is like what where am I at in terms of my stress levels uh am I hyper aroused in my window of tolerance or hypo aroused and when I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I'm in a hypo arousal, which for me is really not where my nervous system likes to go. My little like anxious ADHD brain loves hyper arousal, like really intense reactions, being hyper vigilant, um, getting angry, having like almost being rigid and defensive about everything. That's where I like to hang out when stress comes. Because folks may not know what hyperarousal or hypoarousal is. And this is just two words developed by a neuroscientist named Dan Segal. And Ashley's talking about hyperarousal, which is kind of fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and, and it's generally like a go, a go, 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 go. And it's a stress response, but you're still in movement. And then hypoarousal is like, total deflated balloon your system is just reached its absolute capacity and it shuts you down so when she's talking about hypo she was talking about like catatonic deflated balloon so once i had kind of checked myself a little bit on what i was experiencing um i tried a few i will say like tools that i would normally go to that would work to help me get my brain back online um and feel a little bit more in control of what I was experiencing. So um like little stuff with the body, things I could do while I'm sitting is kind of what I was trying. Um and nothing like it wouldn't even slough off like a little bit of the intensity of the experience. Like I couldn't hold on to it. And so um 
my usual go-to if I'm really like at my capacity is either running or getting on the Peloton bikes, like stomping my feet really hard, almost like you're running away from a predator. <laughs> That's the energy I think I needed to bring in or I thought might work. So I went on the Peloton bike. The first 20 minutes, I just cried. Um, and then eventually I felt this feeling of like, oh, like I've almost like completed that the cycle that I needed to complete to be able to like at least stay in my body. Uh, then I put on another ride. And then I think as I kept like pounding my feet in the ground, like put on really heavy resistance, I was like, I feel now like I could actually maybe get off the bike and like safely be a human again <laughs> in the world and felt more, I definitely didn't feel like good. It was just that I felt in control of the experience again. Like I was uh, back online. Um, then I was also able to have the thought you know, another tool that we talk about with people is community and actually accessing your support network of people. Um, and because my brain was back online at this point, I realized I should be strategic about who I reached out to uh, because I have people in my life who would probably just join me in the panic of like, oh my God, this is this is catastrophic, uh, which would put me probably back where I was. So I reached out to people, uh, Annette being one of them, other business owners um, who would have had a similar experience, who could either tell me I am truly like just beyond repair uh, or that it's going to be okay. And actually like the, the, the amount of like, oh, everyone does that. Like, oh, everybody's like, like, that's kind of what I got back was like, oh yeah, like, absolutely your feeling is completely valid and normal and like it's totally fine like this is not a big deal you'll figure it out we'll figure it out together let's brainstorm some ideas tomorrow um and so i feel like if i had reached out to who i thought i wanted to reach out to before i got on the bike and kind of moved through it i would have probably spiraled even more because they would have joined me because I'm saying like shame, grief. I said before we started recording, like it was literally felt like a full on ego death. Like everything I thought I was in my previous life dissolved. I was like, I am trash. I've ruined my life by starting a business. What am I doing? They would have possibly underlined that, highlighted it, taken their gel pens and drew stuff around it. Like, Whereas, yes, let me just highlight this a little bit more where the folks I reached out to once I actually had a little bit more processing power were like, I need to reach out to people who will make me feel more in control of this and show me how capable I am. And so that's who I'm going to reach out to. That's kind of my story. It's now two days later. I would say, even when we got on this call before we started recording, I was saying, I actually am shocked that I feel fine like am i happy about it no but i feel like after i moved through it and like let myself just cry move my body really fast and move through it i can now just sit with it and hold it like i can sit with the discomfort where before i couldn't sit with it it was too much it was too big um in that moment thank you so much for sharing first of all um, because I know that stuff around money and you is tender and, but I also know that this is super relatable to other folks, especially business owners, especially those of us who are just starting our businesses and realizing, oh yeah, there's this part 
the taxes and the owing the government of money. And I remember going through the exact same thing last year and needing to be coached through the exact same experience where I was like, I, I'm going to die. I can't, I can't handle this. And my coach was like, this means that you made money. This means that you made money. And I was like, but I still don't have money, you know, but it's, you made money. So, and also I will say you made money, like you made money in your business last year. And this is something that as business owners that we need to learn about. We need to neutralize as well. Um, looking at the amount that we owe as neutral and other than us, like separate from our worth, I think was helpful for me. But let's talk about the the sciency stuff within um, the window of tolerance and kind of what was happening for you, what you did, how your nervous system responded. So you were saying that you usually go into hyper arousal. And I think um, that's kind of true for a lot of us. In our backbone workshop, we we explain the window of tolerance as Dan Segal teaches it, <clears throat> kind of like a river that we float down. And if you think of the river having two different banks, we have hyper arousal and hypo arousal. And in life, as we're going down a river, when we're in kind of the window of tolerance, we're floating down the river, we feel grounded and confident and connected. We feel like we can, we have the capacity to do life. And as life hits us, our boat kind of bumps up against either hyper arousal, the banks of hyper arousal, or the, the banks of hypo arousal. Hyper, as we kind of explained, is the, the fight, flight, freeze response. And it can cause us, we can be really productive in hyper arousal. But if we stay in it too long, we can actually drop down into hyper arousal. Or sometimes we just have experiences like the one that Ashley had that just like just drops us right down into this catatonic like oh can't can't function. Body just is like nope. This is this is a no. This is a no fly zone. We are going to shut down. And it sounds like that's what happened. And it was a new experience for you because you're used to being up in hyper arousal and needing to use these little tools that can kind of pull you back into feeling grounded and confident. But it sounded like you needed way something way sort of bigger to, to shake you out of the, the catatonic. And I think too, when I think back, not in the moment, when I think back on it, like, I know the sensations in my body because I've tuned the radio into like the station of hyper arousal. I know kind of the precursors, like things that will happen before. So I can start to use the tools before I get into full blown, like, what's it like my like worst self, the Tasmanian devil that I can be if I am in full blown extreme anxiety. Um, so I know the thoughts, feelings, reactions 
that precede that feeling. With hypoarousal, I am not really tuned in to like what thoughts, feelings, behaviors might precede like boom, dropping into that. So I have like an early warning system in some ways. I've used the tools enough. I'm like, I know what will start to happen in my body for me. It is different for everybody, but I know what's going to happen and I can engage with some tools to stop it. And that's the tools I started using when I was like, okay, this is too much. This is too big. It's too soon. I can't handle it right now. I need to do something to help my body get back online. But I was doing things that I would normally do that work for my body when I'm very anxious or in hyperarousal. I don't didn't really know what that experience is. Hypoarousal is usually for me like really big things like grief. Um, um, so I didn't like I didn't even know where to go with it. I was like, I gotta try something different. And I think that speaks to like what we talk about a lot with folks. You have to kind of first of all, you when you tune in enough, you can start to sense like what's happening. But also sometimes we don't know what's going on. We have to try a few different things and be willing to experiment and not be because in that moment I was like, screw it. Nothing's gonna work. Like I'm unfixable. There's nothing I could do because it was what I normally the tools I would normally try didn't work. Um uh-huh. it's kind of you have to stick with it long and be like, I'm gonna try. Okay, I would try something else. I'm gonna throw something else at this. I'm gonna try something else and see how I feel and pay attention to how it changes my experience of humaning right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love if we use the analogy of the one of the we created this checklist from the idea that in an emergency, pilots have checklists that they run through. And I love that sort of in the emergency of the situation, you went to the checklist that we, or the check-in, the checklist that we had created uh, for our workshop backbone. And you started going through and being like, okay, do I, do I have space today? Yep. Don't really have anything on my plate. And, and you just went ding, 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 ding down the checklist and then got to, you know, Am I in hyper or am I hypo arousal? Um, and I just think that, that that's so interesting that a tool that we created was just also so helpful in this moment for you. And another thing I wanted to point out to folks, when you're thinking about reaching out versus not reaching out for help, scientifically like biologically your body has this beautiful nerve called the vagus nerve and in it it how it it houses your parasympathetic system your parasympathetic system is in charge of rest or digest and um reaching out to folks and putting in place community around you research has shown helps to tone or stimulate. So get that vagus nerve working for you. So that is like something that you did that your body actually is like, oh yeah, thank you. I need that. And then the vagus nerve can start working for you if it's been so stressed that it's feeling a little static or stagnant and and not working. So that was also another really cool thing that you did. Sometimes you need a checklist or like something to bring your attention, like and focus to, because when we're experiencing that much stress, when we're outside of a window of tolerance, like we are functioning not necessarily from our prefrontal cortex anymore. We're at the back of like our lizard brain. 
we need to get the back online. So even like the thought of going through and like doing the checklist helped me all of a sudden. I was like, oh, okay, no, I can do something about this. Where before I was like, I'm just frozen. Like I'm completely frozen. There's nothing I can do. And that's actually why a lot of industries that we, the research that we've based the trading on, when they, where there's potential for a lot of stress or an emergency that there is not any margin for error, people use checklists because it's a way to stay focused on the task at hand and stay, keep your prefrontal cortex online when the demands might be more than you can give in that day. And then we be like, okay, what does my body need? Because as we say in training a lot, like we don't solve this by thinking our way of it. And that's where I was totally in, when I first got the news, I'm a think, the thinky thinks about this. And that is going to solve this. Like I am smart and I am smart, but what my body needed was for me to speak the language of the body and it wanted to run. It wanted to move. So I needed to do that in order to get back into my window of tolerance. So we need to engage our mind, but we also need to speak the language of the body. I think, Mm -hmm. um, was I thinking any of this while I was doing it? Probably not. I was just like grasping it. Like, okay, what do I know? What is in the training? What tools do I have? Uh, but in hindsight, can now put this together that that's what I was doing. This is, I guess, why this is why we tell people to do it. Like uh, that's why that's why we designed it this good, way. This is such a good segue. <laughs> exactly. Um, May thirteenth, y'all. As we have said in other podcasts, we want to keep sharing that the Backbone Workshop is coming to you now, live and virtually on our favorite platform for everyone, Zoom. Um, But we trust us. It will be very experiential. It will be very fun. We'll be doing lots of stuff together and speaking the language of the body, um, learning about the biology of stress, learning strategies to break the stress cycle um, in a way that's going to be really fun and experiential, but also very safe uh, with the opportunity to learn from others if that's what you desire. So you can join us on May 13th. It's a Saturday um, at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, or 3 p.m. GMT. Um, I think at this point we have someone in every time zone who's joined us. So we're all over Amazing. all over the world. Yes, global. This will be global. So don't miss out. Um, we also have tiered pricing options because um, what in this economy, we got to think about- We need options. More equitable. We need options. Um, maybe you also owe money to the CRA. <laughs> Sorry. Go find the accessible pricing options. Take the, uh, take the, take the most accessible pricing. <laughs> All right. So you can find that at the link in the show notes below. Um, and just sending you this tax season, lots of love, thoughts and prayers. Oh my gosh. Yes. Or just anyone in general is tough out there and take care of yourself. You're maybe you don't need to think your way out of it. Maybe you need to just move. Let's all let's go to group run or something. I don't know, whatever we need to do. Yeah. Call a solid solid friend yeah call phone a friend for sure all right so i will get out of here on that i'm ashley thank you for listening today and any final closing words no just thank you so much for listening if this resonated with you please share it or send it to a friend uh we really want to create a world and that is feels sustainable and accessible and just help folks to just move the needle a little closer to a life that feels grounded, confident, and doable. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.